millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello. Happy Monday. Monday already, the beginning of the week yet again, but the beginning of a good week. Oh, by the way, welcome to Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcast with me, Andy Goldstein. Yeah, anyway, a good week coming up. Why, I hear you ask? Well, I'll explain more about that a bit later on. But we begin the podcast with, of course, last night's Champions League final, where Bayern Munich took on Paris Saint-Germain in Lisbon. The reason I'm saying took on is, of course, I'm recording this before... Well, it's half-time now, and it's still nil-nil. So, usually I'd say where Bayern Munich beat PSG, or the other way around, but I don't know that score. I'll just guess it. PSG won on penalties. There you go. So, leave that in. Uh, that's a message to Tom, the producer. And let's find out if I'm right. Anyway, there was, of course, a reaction on my show, the trans Europe Express, and your commentary team on TalkSport for the match with Jim Proudfoot and Stuart Pearce. Bayern have sent an open letter, the players, to the fans. We know you will be supporting us at home with all your heart. And in Paris, what have they done? Well, they'll be walking tonight down the Champs-Élysées. It's been pedestrianised for the night. Face coverings on, of course. And just one question left. Who will mask on who in this rare final that will always be known as the COVID-19 final in 2020? Now towards the edge of the penalty area at the other end. It falls for Kimmich. Kimmich on his right foot, clicked inside the box. 1-0 Bayern Munich! Kingsley Coman, born in Paris, breaks Parisian hearts. Coming in at the far post and not the ball in. Bayern Munich take the lead just before the hour mark. When Coman ended up heading that into the back of the net, there was five Bayern players in the penalty box looking to get on the end of it. And if you continually do that, you'll score goals. It's Kylian Mbappe towards the edge of the box. Right foot, he reversed, ball in. Neymar trying to get there, does get there. Shot in on the turn. And Chupamoting turns it wide. And that might be the clearest chance they get. And that is that. Bayern Munich have done it again. And there can be no complaints. A Champions League campaign that has seen them win every single match. It's never been done before. In the Guardiola, Ancelotti and Kovac here as the big prize was beyond them to the chagrin of the power brokers. But now it is Bayern Munich again. Victories in all 11 games, a record-breaking run. Peerless, perfect. And all big ears lifted to the Portuguese night sky. Players leaving, players coming in, Sane coming in. How much better can this side get? A, a little bit better. Wow, that's, uh, that's frightening. Uh, I isn't think. It? 
I, I think it's not about them getting better in just next season. I, I think it's about them getting better over a number of years. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's a difficult balance, isn't it? Because if you're looking at the health of the Bundesliga, for example, I think people will always look at it and say the league is diminished by having one incredibly dominant club. But when you think, one, they've got a huge financial advantage over the others, and two, you look at the squad and the age of the squad. Dortmund, Gladbach, Leipzig, get it all right. It's going to be incredibly difficult for them to challenge Bayern. And we just saw that with the run that Bayern made at the back end of last season. I think you could argue it brings the standard of the league up overall. But in terms of can it be genuinely competitive in terms of a title race? I'm not sure it can because you look at the players who've developed so much under Hansi Flick in just, what, nine months? If, if you include the break. You look at not just players like Alfonso Davies, who's the obvious one, who's potentially a symbol of their season because, as Mark was saying, he, he arrives as a winger, as this sort of locum iron robin who they hope to do things in years to come. Gets converted to left-back by Niko Kovac, actually, in a, an emergency. And yet, under Flick, develops so much. You look at him tonight, that was a supreme defensive performance as well. You never would have believed that he'd not really played as a defender until... November. But also, you look at the development of older players. You look at David Alaba, who's, you know, Austria have played him in almost every outfield position, almost like Gareth Bale with Wales. They thought, well, we've got this incredible footballer who's way better than anyone else. Can we justify playing him at left back? Then let's try him in the centre of midfield. Let's try him on the left wing. Uh, he ends up playing left centre half for Hansi Flick. And yet he looks as if he should have been playing there forever. So, He's clearly a developer of players as well. So it's not just the age of the players they've got, it's the coach they've got, I think. Now on Fight Night on Saturday, Adam Catchell and Nick Pete were hosting the show as Britain's Dillian White got knocked out by Jingo. Did he get knocked out by Alexander Povetkin? This is their reaction as it happened. Then they were joined by TalkSport's fighting guru, Gareth A. Davis, from Matchroom Square Garden. Oh, I see what you've done there. Speaking of heavyweights, just want to give you a little bit of an update. They've entered the fifth round at uh, Matchroom Square Garden between Dillian White and Alexander Povetkin. And in the fourth round, Dillian White had Povetkin down twice. Caught him. Um, you think it was with a... Oh! Dillian White's been knocked out. Wow. Dillian White has been knocked out by Alexander Povetkin. And I mean out. Wow. After that sensational fourth round, I did oh, not see that Oh, my coming. days. Oh, my days. Alexander Povetkin has just knocked out Dillian White. In the fourth round, Dillian had Povetkin down twice, rocked him. He had him in a right mess. And then all of a sudden, in the fifth round, Povetkin's come up and he's landed an uppercut, which is white. It's white Dillian White clean out. Is he up? Is he sat down? Is he there? He looks like he's sat down. Oh, my days. That, I did not see that coming. After the fourth round. After the fourth round, there was no way that that was on the cards, but this is heavyweight boxing, ladies and gentlemen, and Povetkin has landed shot. a massive left uppercut on the whiskers of Dillian White, wow. and he has been cleaned out. We will keep you up to date. It was a stunned silence here. I mean, there's only 80 people here at ringside, but it really was a stunned silence. There's a great deal of shock here right now. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it, I think most people, and I see it on social media, most people are really feeling it for, for Dillian White. And you both will be as well, because he's taken the gamble. Um, he's put himself on the line. You know, it, it's the biggest event we've had in lockdown so far. 
and and it's and it's backfired against him. And and as you both know, probably winning the fight quite handily up to that point. New Sheffield United goalkeeper Aaron Ramsdale has spoken exclusively to Talksport's Alex Crook on the Sunday sessions following his near twenty million pound move from Bournemouth to the Blades. Rami spoke about the move back to his old club as well as hoping to make Gareth Southgate's England squad which is of course announced on Tuesday that's tomorrow if you listen on Monday obviously being here previously and not sort of in the first team environment for too long I knew the area I knew the management I knew most of the players I just thought it would be an easier transition than obviously going into a into a dressing room or a place which I knew nothing about. Sometimes that's probably the best thing to do and have a fresh start and stuff. But the season they had and the season they've had past year, past two years of defending, keeping clean sheets, the attacking style of football, I think it attracts any sort of goalkeeper or defenders and it catches their eye. So the defending side of it and, and keeping the clean sheets and, and obviously having 30,000 fans behind you. <laughs> that helps. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully in the stadium that, that will help, yeah. Turn and shoot, another brilliant save from Pope. Flying to his right this time and a one-handed save. Pope is single-handedly keeping the score down. I think you can put Tom Eaton back in there as well, coming back from injury. You've got other goalkeepers who could potentially move and, and come back to the Premier League. Nick Pope had a great season as well as Dean Ensign. And then Pickers is the number one still at the moment. So they're the ones you've got to try and I've got to try and remove. It's every man for himself. Now, this is the Saturday Sessions hosted by Sam McTheface and his guest, Matt Murray, the former Wolves goalkeeper, also talking England goalkeepers. Henderson, will, I think, will be in with a shout. But again, a bit like Chris Smalling, he needs to have that conversation with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Am I going to be playing? Because he needs to be playing if he's going to cement his place in that squad. I still think Pickford will have the jersey. He will start. But his, there's rumours that he's a bit, his future at Everton might be uncertain. Nick Pope, for me, is, and I say this, is, is the best at keeping the ball out of the net and coming for crosses and goalkeeping and being calm and but he doesn't have to play with his feet possession style at Burnley so that might be a bit that costs him so I feel in the squad he probably again all four will go because I think he'll want to look at them but I still feel that until he lets Gareth Southgate down and as long as he can be playing football then uh, Jordan Pickford will be that will have that number one jersey but Henderson is really breathing down their necks as well now, following the news that Manchester United skipper Harry Maguire was arrested and subsequently released from custody in Greece, the former Chelsea striker Tony Cascarino told Weekend Breakfast that players should have security with them even when on holiday. They love their local boy or a lad that plays and doesn't have all the entourage alongside him or you can get to, you can talk to and, mm. you know, and just have a chat. And that is mainly, across my across my career, that's mainly what you experience. Good chats with people just coming up. Every now and again, you'll meet someone who wants trouble, who's going to try and goad you in some way. And Danny makes the point about security. Now, years ago, a lot of us used to always think, and it was a question of uh, income as well, because you obviously got to pay for them. But the modern-day footballer can well afford. I, I know stories of players now that, you know, not only have the security and the cameras on their, their houses, but also go with maybe like a, an SAS guy to come and stay at their house if they go away, that their wife and their children in, and, you know, not have all the dogs around, but have an SAS guy stay with them in their residence mm-hmm. and so they protect them look after them now i think it's necessary 
I think it's a very dangerous world, far more than we used to. Just, you know, just look at incidents across many different sports of sportsmen and music industries like it. They have an entourage. Harry should have someone there. And Harry's probably, and I don't know him, I obviously know people who know Harry and have talked to him. He's quite a normal lad. He quite likes going to watch his Sheffield United when yeah, he yeah. can and he'll go down and have a beer with his friends. Or but there's always out, someone out there. Yeah. You can't, you just can't. Yeah. And you can get yourself into a situation. Well, we can't go into the details for obvious reasons about mm -hmm. what happened in Greece. But I think Danny makes a really valid point about having security around you. It's necessary. There's always someone wanting to go to you. Back now to the Saturday session, and this is the Arsenal legend, Perry, sorry, Jerry, I should say, Jerry Groves, with his reaction to Freddie Lundberg leaving the Gunners coaching team and what it means from manager Mikel Arteta's point of view. It's power because, obviously, we had uh, Sanyulai left, didn't we? Uh, mm -hmm. Minslin Tat has gone. Uh, Francis Caggio, who was a scout, and scout yeah. he, he's gone. So this is... Uh, Mikel Arteta wanting his men in place. And obviously Fred Lundberg was there before Mikel went there. So it's on the playing side, it's looking like it's Arteta and Edu who have the main say that who comes into the club. Now, as a fan, I'm all right with that because I think that the manager should always be the one who has the last say that who comes into the, the football club. The only thing that worries me a little bit, you mentioned Stuart Houston and Pat Rice there. As a gooner and Arsenal having tradition, I still think you need some people there that know about the club and they know the history, they know the tradition, you know, they had the feeling for the club. So that's a little bit sad. But on that side of it, I get it 100% because that's Arteta saying, I want total control about who's coming in and coming out. Now, this is the Sunday warm-ups, Barry Glendenin and something of a jiggy, whatever his name is. Okay, no one really cares anyway, it's Barry's show. And another completely meaningless game of, oh, I'll name a footballer, you name a footballer, I name a footballer, you name one. Then I'll say Cole Wouse and people will go, oh, what are the rules? Please tell me. Trevor Morley. Richard Shaw. Eric Young. John Pemberton. Mike Duxbury. Terry Phelan. Ian Bishop. Ian Ormondroyd. Ian Olney. Ian Andrews. Ian Wong. Ian Culverhouse. That's the benefit of your mac and cheese. Absolutely. Three mouthfuls of pasta. Sort to you. But good game, Barry. Very well played, considering it was later. But hopefully the TV audience, and it was pay for you know it was it was a it was behind a paywall obviously you know it was a subscribe only tv channel that covered culver house today so the viewing figures weren't big and that is an issue we really do want it free to air on television that's something we're working on but obviously we are just performing i monkeys. feel for the fans who had made travel plans and then had to rebook well, the there were no tickets. there were no train there are no trains home at this time from culverland <laughs> were there so that is an issue and there will be another pointless game like that around midday on Sunday. Now, in the cricket, England bowled out Pakistan, forcing the tourists to follow on with two days to go. At close of play, Don Bess spoke to the media. Anderson to start his fourth over from the far end. It's driven and caught and slipped. Bravo's gone. As I say, he's the goat, isn't he? He's the goat of bowling. Um, he's England's greatest. Um, and... I said earlier, obviously myself, um, Sibbers, Popey, Crawley are all obviously grown up watching him play, uh, watching him do it. And I, I guess it's 
it is. It's phenomenal to stand there at point and obviously watch him nick people off, hit people on the shins and take as many poles as he does and, and do it so consistently. Um, I guess you guys were sort of chatting about or there was there was chat about potential retirement and then he comes back and absolutely turns it up and I think it just shows how good he is. As Anderson comes in once again. Oh, it's a beauty edged! The following on Talksport's cricket podcast, following on that's what it's called, is available to download right now via ACAR, Spotify, and Apple Pods. Obviously, don't do it now. Now, Johnny Owen, all oh, friends, and Mark Webster were joined by former Nottingham Forest goalkeeper Mark Crossley on Sunday morning. Naturally, having played for years at the City Ground, Mark had a great story about the legendary twice European Cup winning manager Ryan Clough, a man, of course, who everyone thinks they can do an impression of, but many can't. Although some can, young man. No, I can't either. Well, my dad was made slippers for a living. Moccasin slippers. They weren't the best quality, but they were all right. Mm. So I've seen an opportunity at Christmas to earn some money. Footballers are lazy when it comes to Christmas, buying presents for loved ones and wives and girlfriends. So I've seen a little trap door there. I thought, I'll, I'll go in that door and I'll just ask if anybody would like to order some slippers. And the amount of orders that came flooding in. I mean, I was I was making three quid a pair. Oh, hold on. That's <laughs> decent, ten, isn't it? Ten, ten pairs was a week's wage. Yes. So, oh, I, felt, I felt like a rich man. Uh, anyway, so I started selling these slippers. And they became, then they became orders. He likes to Stuart Pierce and all that. So bring me five pairs of slippers. Oh, all. dear me. So, so I was selling slippers. Anyway, the gaffer found out, did he? Oof. So Liam O'Kane, our uh, our coach for the youth team, then said, the manager wants to see you. You're in trouble. You better think about what you're going to say. I said, what do you mean? Because he he's not happy about you selling dodgy gear on his premises. <laughs> I went to see the manager. I walked in and he stood there, rugby shirt, green sweater. Oh, yeah. Blue tracky bottoms, pair of wellies on. He's got his tennis racket in his hand and Dell, the dog, sat at the side of him. And I said... Uh, Hello, boss, I believe you want to see me. He said, young man, I believe that you are selling dodgy gear on my premises <laughs> and I think I'm going to discipline you. You better have a good explanation, son. So I said, well, Gaffer, here's the truth. I'm skint, I've got no money and I need to sell some slippers to get some money. Not in my dressing room, son. I think I'll find you two weeks' wages. And I'm thinking, well, that's all right, because I've sold a load of slippers. I'm ahead of the game. He says, but I might let you off. I said, well, thanks, boss. But I'll only let you off if you've got a pair of size 10s for me and a, size, a pair of size 7s for Bob. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I, went, I, goes, I goes into the boot of the car, Johnny, and I'm scrambling around all these slippers <laughs> I've got in the boot of my car. And I find a pair of size 10s and 7s, and I take them back to him. And he said... Well played last week, son. Good clean sheet in the reserves. That's when I've let you off. So I'm stood there then, and I'm wanting paying for the slippers. <laughs> I want a tenner off him. And he said, bugger off, son. You're not getting the money. If you want the money, you better go and get and play for Barnsley. They might give it to you. <laughs> That's it. Thanks for listening to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcast. You can, of course, listen to us on the TalkSport app. 
Or, of course, we're still available on Apple Pods, Spotify and Acast, or wherever you get your poddings from. But if you do add the TalkSport app to your phone, you can listen to all the podcasts, plus your favourite radio shows as well, which, of course, will be just mine. This is the good news I spoke about at the beginning of the podcast. I know I said it's Monday, but there is good news. The good news is I'm back at 4pm on Drive Today. Hurrah! Oh, really? Yeah, mute that one in. Alongside Goffey. So if you want to get reaction to the cricket from an England legend as it's happening, then make sure you listen to me and I'll ask Goffey for his views as well. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily podcasts out first thing in the morning, so make sure you press subscribe and all that nonsense and you get it in your inbox when you wake up. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talksport. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work.